0: episode 14 get out of here satan what up everybody we're gonna start off tonight as usual moment of prayer so just close your eyes and bow your head for me dear god we just welcome you into this time god and we thank you for this time lord i just ask the holy spirit to fill us lord i pray that the holy spirit just surrounds us in this time lord as we talk on your your love for us god your truth your light the redemption power that you are god the power that you are i pray that we would acknowledge that and that we would honor it and just come from a place of gratitude tonight as we talk about what we're going to talk about lord i pray that the spirit would just lead i pray that we would not glorify ourselves, but glorify you god and lord i pray whoever is listening right now god they would receive your word and that it would mean something to them and it would spark a, a change in their life or at least the beginning of a change god lord fill their hearts fill their minds and just surround us in this time your almighty name we pray. Amen. All right, so tonight Chris going to start us off, so let's get it. Yes, sir. So
1: tonight we're going to be talking about salvation. Um, You know, for those of you listening who don't know, salvation is like probably one of the most key components of Christianity. It's what like really sets us apart <clears throat> from, you know, other other religions is the fact that we, like, that's the whole Jesus Christ message, really, when it comes down to it. You know, all the healings and everything else is, you know, stuff to fulfill prophecies so that we know He's Christ, and it's also just miracles that are performed, right? And it shows us He's the Son of God, but, you know, everything's leading up to that point on the cross when we really get, you know, the gift that He came here to offer us, right? His full purpose was fulfilled at that point when he dies on that cross and now we have a way of salvation. And so I'm going to start off and just do a, uh, a you know, definition for salvation. So the Webster Dictionary uh, definition is preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin or loss. And then the theological definition is deliverance from sin and its consequences believed by Christians to be brought about by faith in Christ. Okay, so, basically, I'm going to give a quick rundown. I'm going to read chapter 10 of uh, Romans. And um, the rundown for salvation, right? The whole idea is that we're saved by faith and that the law gets banished. And so, before, prior to Jesus, right? The big difference in Old Testament and New Testament is that they were living by the law, right? God had given Moses the law and really the whole time, right? Like God's knowing that why he gives us the law and everything from my perspective and how I see it. The whole, the whole idea behind the law is just so that I can have a way to judge and see how far I fall short from the man that God wants me to be. It's really just a meter so that I know for a fact that I fall much shorter from, you know, God's expectation of me. Right. It's that's really all all the law is for us today. Right. Because even in Old Testament, right, no one is perfect at following the law. You know, they all had issues. And so I'm going to read Romans 10. And so it says, brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they do not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. The message of salvation to all. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandment shall live by them. And is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved for the scripture says everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek for the same Lord is Lord of all bestowing his riches on all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed and how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard. And how are they to hear without someone preaching, and how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news! But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. But I ask, Have they not heard? Indeed they have. For their voice has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. But I asked, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. With a foolish nation, I will make you angry. Then Isaiah is so bold as to say, I've been found by those who do not seek me. I have shown myself to those who do not ask for me. But of Israel, he says, all day long, I've held up my hands to disobedient and contrary people. So I'm going to so I'm not going to go in the direction of the Jews and the Greeks and everything like that, which is like a big part of this chapter is discussing how God's chosen people are the Jews and how God basically opens up the salvation to everybody that God's chosen people, right? That the the people who are called the children of God are no longer Jews and never really were. They were, you know, being basically saved through this covenant in that, you know, through Christ, the people who are truly sons of sons of God, right? Like when we, when you hear people say we're all children of God, it's not a true statement. It's people who actually have the Holy Spirit become children of God because the Holy Spirit is one with Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is the son. That's where that whole thing comes from. So, you know, we're all created by God, but we are not all sons of God. And that, that, so that whole thing there is just and then how do you become a son right like that's that's the big thing is like well how do I become a son so I can be saved so I can have this life so that I can be one with God, my creator and be one with Christ it's through faith the whole thing is is a we have a faith-based religion right there's no works that we can do none of that stuff and it's believing with your heart right and not with your mind you know it's is what it starts off with is it says you're not saved through knowledge you're saved right through the love of your heart right the love of God in your heart and then the true belief in your heart you know it also talks about in that passage a lot about you know how you're saved through your through your words right preaching the word of God because it says how is one to be saved other than the words that come from the mouth right and then that from the words of Christ you know so there's a lot really that we're going to get into I just wanted to kind of go through that real quick go through the chapter you know um kind of the different points I think that we'll talk about throughout the uh episode.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um I don't know, there's a lot of ways you could run with that, you know. The first thing I kinda of thought of when you said that when you're talking about the child of God, becoming a child of God, there's a there's a part in the Bible and it's it's saying through the surrender, like acknowledging God and receiving the Holy Spirit, you're adopted into sonship. Like, you're now his son once you receive the Spirit. And once you receive the Spirit, that's when you get that true connection with God and with Jesus, you know, because that was Jesus' whole purpose in coming here was to leave us with something, a force, a power, a person greater than him, you know, because the Holy Spirit can then be with each one of us at all times, you know. And just when Chris was talking about the the, the only way to believe it or what do you say to, to hear it? You got to hear it?
1: Yeah, you got to speak
0: about it and hear it. You got to speak about it and hear it. So that can be tough, especially now, because it's like you got to think about it. There's so many cases in the Bible when Jesus himself is in the flesh, in in the world, you know, his His physical body is in the world, and he's the son of God, and he's telling people this, but they refuse to believe it, you know? No matter how many miracles he works, no matter how many wise words he says, you know, the the healing of the paralyzed, the people with leprosy, that he takes it away and makes them brand new. You know, bringing people back to life. They still have a... Hold on, Chris has shown me a little little verse real quick. It says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So, your faith comes through the hearing. Alright. But, basically, where I was going was, so these people, they had a first-hand encounter with Jesus. like, saw him, heard him, they were able to touch him. There was even one lady who knew in her heart all she needed to do to be healed was to touch his, his cloak or touch his, touch his shirt, basically. Let's just say shirt. Keep it modern, you know what I'm saying? And he acknowledged that, and he didn't even see her. She came up behind him and grabbed grabbed his cloak, and, and he told her, he said, you know, like, I see I, I see your faith. You know, like, her faith was there because she truly believed all it needed, all it needed to happen for her to be healed was for her to touch the Son of God. And so now today we don't get to see Jesus physically, you know, and yeah, we have his word, but sometimes words are hard to connect with, you know, and that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Because then once you get in his word and you start practicing the the, the prayer and, and you're truly seeking God with your heart, because that's what it said, right? You, you feel it's with your heart. That's how you you, dec- you declare it with your mouth, but you feel it in your heart. And God knows our heart. So when he knows our heart is in the right place, when he knows in our heart we're truly seeking him, that's when we get the relationship with him, and that's when we start to feel him, you know? And we're not, we're not going to see him, you know? Like there is people who say they, they get visions from God or, or God speaks to them, and... I think that's really dope. I think that's really cool. But it can also be discouraging when you're new to the faith, when you're coming to meet Jesus to just begin this relationship, you know. So I think it's it's more important to focus on the seeking, you know, because the more you seek him, the more you're going to get to know him. You're going to feel that real connection, that relationship that we're after. And once that relationship is established, like, you know, you're saved. Like pastors say it all the time. You can't become unsaved. Once you're saved, your salvation is set in stone and you're forever a child of God. Now, does that mean you're going to walk accordingly to his will all the time or you're going to move perfectly through your whole life? No, you could even have times in your life where you may feel distant from God or want to deny God because your flesh is so strong where where the things you want, the material things are stronger than your desire to seek God, you know. But through it all, you have to know that once you've made that decision, when your heart is in that place of, of surrender where you really want to seek God, like, you're, you're in, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he's gonna, he's gonna decide when you get up there, like, is your heart still in the right place, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, we're just, we're just after that, that first, that first true feeling of the presence of God, you know, because once you feel that, it's gonna change everything, and that's gonna be the number one focus in your life, you know, there's gonna be distractions, the world gonna try to come get you, the devil gonna try to attack you, but you hold so strongly to that connection you felt with God, that it, it, it moves me. I know me personally, it moves me to want to feel that every day. And I'm not going to always feel it, but that is my motivation. You know, that's why I open his word. That's why I pray. You know, that's why I talk to other people in my community about God, you know, because I want to learn more. I want to, I want to get to know God more because I truly believe that he knows my heart and he sees my heart. Even when I'm not doing the right thing, even when I'm in the wrong headspace or not acting according to his will, he knows my heart. You know, he knows me. I have now become his son and he is my father. And so there's nothing I can do to make him not love me. But at the same time, if I step away from him, it's going to do nothing but just take away from my relationship with him and the connection that I feel. So today my goal is to truly spread his word so other people can hear that word and, and find their faith, you know. And my goal is to keep my connection pure and my connection stable so that I can then help other people, you know what I'm saying, help them find that salvation, you know, because... I want to see everybody in heaven, everyone that's listening, all my family, all my friends, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, it is a narrow road, you know, but it's so worth it. I will just encourage everyone to just truly step onto that road and, and hold on, you know, because it's going to be tough times where you feel like you're falling off. And, and even me and Chris talk about sometimes the, the fact of quest, questioning salvation, but through it all, as long as your heart is in the right place, God sees it, and that's the most important thing.
1: Yeah, and so, like, I think the talking about the heart, like, God seeing your heart, I was reading it in a in a different verse, and basically what it said was, God knows you, God knows you so well, right, because the Holy Spirit enters into you, right, and then that Holy Spirit knows literally everything that's going on inside of you, right, and it basically becomes this constant communicator, you know, between God you know, the, the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, right? It's a communicator. It talks about the Holy Spirit is a separate person from the Godhead, right? The Trinity, the most, you know, they the Bible describes it as the mystery, right? The big mystery, like the hardest thing really to comprehend, you know? But it says that the the Holy Spirit actually will talk to the Godhead, right? In heaven, right? That there is a constant prayer and a constant conversation going on in that, right? That Holy Spirit, like God is when god becomes for me nothing can stand against me type thing right you know and it's so cool to know that i i do it can be scary right because he also knows all that the holy spirit now god knows all of the evil that's in me too right which is not like a super great thing in some aspects but really even that is a good thing to know right because then i know god can change me right that 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 Holy Spirit lives in me, and that it does know my evil, and that God wants to get, you know, if God's living, if this is His temple, He wants all the dirt out of the temple, right? He doesn't want a dirty place to dwell in, right? And so, like, even the evil that I have, it's it's a good thing that God knows it, right? God knows my sorrows, He knows, right? The things that I've done wrong, He knows the bad thoughts that I have about His other creation. He, you know, He knows all of these things, right? And um. I don't know, just talking about the heart thing, that kind of, I was reading that earlier. And it is true, right, that he can't see my heart. There's no one who's going to trick, you know, like, you're not going to trick God into heaven. And and you can see the people, right, who, you know, come to church on Sunday and then live a crazy life the rest of the week. And those are the kinds of people I think that we, like, you really want to try to, like, reach out to, right? Because they're right there at the door. They just haven't made that jump yet, you know. But God sees that heart. Right. Like you like for me, I've seen it. He'll talk about the fruits. Right. Jesus always talks about the fruits. So on the thing of questioning my salvation, that's how, you know, right. Am I truly saved is because the fruits that that I will will bear are holy, you know, spiritual fruits. Like that's what's growing off the tree. Right. Because I do have that Holy Spirit that dwells in me. And there is like an outside depiction that can show me that, right, that, that I have been saved and everything like that, and that's how, like, I confirm, like, okay, like, I really have this Holy Spirit, I really am saved, you know, um, and then just on hearing the word and, and speaking the word, you know, when there, there was no Bible, right, whenever, like, whenever the, the, you know, disciples started this whole thing. There was no Bible to go off of, right? They're literally just speaking what Christ has taught them from person to person, right? I mean, it was written, I think the first book is written in like 40 AD, like not long after Christ passes, right? Like goes and resurrects into heaven, right? But but still, right, their whole thing is just preaching the word to the next person, right? Continuing to preach the word to the next person. The whole idea behind that is like, First, I have to understand how horrible it would be to ever live in hell, right? And all hell is is complete separation from God, but it's the most excruciating pain you could ever experience. The way I always explain it is that, right, when God created Adam, he created Adam to live with God, right, to live with himself, you know? And then when Adam sins, he takes that away. So humans were never created to live any distance away from God, to where all our pain, suffering, everything that we have today comes from is that we're now at a distance from God, right? And the whole idea of heaven is just complete, you know, you're with God then, right? Like you're you're dwelling with God at all times, you know? And that's the beauty, right? That's the most beautiful thing, you know? It took so long for me to understand that, right? And it wasn't until I was truly touched by God that I, that, that whole thing made sense to me, right? Prior to that, I hear people talk about God and I was like, why do I need that in my life? You know, today I know that that's like the true peace that I have. And it's like the the one verse, right? To live is Christ, and to die is gain, and all that saying is that my life I get to live with Christ. That's beautiful. But when I die, I get even more of that, right? Like I can have even more of that, you know. And it's such a desirable thing to have. Um, as far as salvation being saved, being so, it's saved by saved by faith through grace. My faith is what makes me right the whole having the holy spirit having jesus die on the cross though is the grace that i receive god sends his only son who is not worthy of the punishment that he receives to be sacrificed the lamb right he's the lamb so that i can now receive this gift that i don't deserve and go into heaven and it all comes through my faith right how how i you know, do I truly believe that that happened, right? Do I truly believe that God sent his son down on this earth in the human body form to die on a cross so that I can be in heaven? My whole thing with that is, like, I don't know, I hear, you you, you see all these, like, religions and stuff that talk about Jesus being a prophet and you talk about Jesus being, you know, he's still the Christ, but he's not God and, like, he did sacrifice himself, but... You know, and all I think it is, like when I hear that, it's because they'll say, well, how could all that power be put into one man? And it's really because people put God into a box, right? I'm not, like, the fact that I can't understand my salvation, you know, like, just like that chapter I just read, it's a, it's, it almost shows more evidence to it being a thing from God. God's all knowing, all powerful, right? Omnipresent. I'm not supposed to necessarily 100% understand it but I do believe that it's 100% possible God can do anything right God can definitely send right his son down to this earth and if in the human form and then save me right he's loving and graceful right there's another verse and I'm gonna bow to pass it to Wally but if you read revelations it's a verse and it talks about the angels looking like looking down from heaven and like glorifying God over our salvation and i i always think it's so cool to think about you know the angels i feel like i kind of imagine them just like you know reaching over like the walls of heaven looking down on us as just a bunch of sinners and they glorify god because of it because god gives us a gift we don't deserve right and the the angels just sit up there and they praise god about that they're like this god is so so graceful so loving right the fact that he would he would do this for these people who don't deserve it right and they rejoice in it, right? They rejoice in that 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 God would do that for us, you know. The salvation, you know, it's a beautiful thing and there's no there's no other theological beliefs to me that make any sense, right? I there's no way me the sinner can work my way up into heaven. I can't imagine it, you know. And I'll go more into that later, but I'm, Wally looks like he's cooking right now, so I'll pass the mic.
0: <laughs> cooking up yeah, I was just thinking about um, how you, you were talking about the angels and, and just seeing the grace that's given to us, you know, and and just the fact that, that we can't earn our salvation, you know. There's no act. There's no acts. The only act that we need to do to earn our salvation, or not even earn it to get salvation, is receive Jesus and the Holy Spirit, you know. Um, and that's no matter where you're at, you know, because there's this part in Ephesians, and it's Ephesians 2 It's about one through nine. So I'm just going to read it real quick because it's fire. It says, as for you, you were dead in transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest. We were by nature deserving of wrath, deserving of wrath. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So, it's only by grace. It's through faith. And it it says it does not come from us. You know what I'm saying? Where we were at when we met Jesus, we were dead. You know, we were dead in our transgressions and sins, because the wage of sin is death, like we always talk about. So, we're so deep in sin. You know, we've got all these issues. We're living for the world. We're trying to gratify the flesh, but God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to save us, you know, to redeem us, to set us free. Even as the broken sinners that we were, he knew where we were going to be at. And even once we were saved, knew what we would still do because it's still a constant battle with the flesh, you know, and that battle only becomes lighter when we truly lean on the spirit, you know, and that's, that's where the faith grows because, If you're not trying to lean on Jesus and you're just trying to fight the flesh, it's going to be a constant, just tiring battle that you're going to lose over and over and over again. But the minute you give it to God, you know, you start to feel that grace because then you don't feel shame. You don't feel guilt. You feel some conviction because that's what comes with it. When you're doing wrong, you know, God's going to convict you. He's going to put it on your heart that, look, you've been saved. Look at all I've done for you. I met you where you were at and you still try to go back to that place but I love you no matter what, you know what I'm saying? So don't get caught up in your sins, you know, don't let the past determine your future. Learn from that old self and move on from it so that you can truly receive the glory that God is, you know, because it's going to be a beautiful life once you start living in that grace, start walking in that freedom, but it's going to be even more beautiful when you get up to heaven, you know, and you get to just constantly be surrounded by him, you know, constantly be with him, you get to see Jesus at the gate, sitting at the right hand of God, you know what I'm saying, and we'll just fall on our hands and knees, fall on our face, and just praise him, you know, and that's such a, such a fire thought to have, you know, because I don't know if anyone can relate, but in those moments when you're, like, at the church, or you're having those little worship times in the car, listening to that, that holy music, man, it's just like, you can just your hands are in the air and it feels like you can just reach out and touch God and there's no feeling greater than that that is truly an incomparable level of of power you know and that's the power of the Holy Spirit and it's just such a such a fire part about this you know just that connection we get when our hearts are really in the right place you know and and if it feels that good on earth if it's something that we can we can kind of comprehend how great it feels like imagine the level of satisfaction, imagine the glory that it'll be when we truly step through those gates, you know, and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough bro i'm not I'm not gonna lie to nobody like it's gonna be a constant battle every day, but it's so worth it, you know, and just for me, it's like man, there's still the, those things in my life you know that that do cause me to to fall to slip up every now and then, and that's just what I was reading, and oh we good. <laughs> computer froze <laughs> Computer froze, but we bet get out of here satan this is jesus time <laughs> but there's still gonna be those things that are gonna they're gonna cause us to stumble you know but it's so important that when we do stumble and we fall like we get back up when we get back up we repent we turn back to god and then we get to work you know because sometimes those things that keep making us fall is going to be part of our our testimonies somehow it's going to be used to relate to the newcomer, the, the person that's new to the faith, you know, that has all these issues and they don't know what to do with them. But now you've been equipped with the tools, you know, you've been equipped with the the little little guide, you know what I'm saying, to help them walk through this because you know where you were at. And so when you see them where they're at, it becomes relatable. And then you spread that love through the relationship. And that's only love you can receive once you've met Jesus, you know, and it's only love you can give once you met Jesus because it's like, Bro, th- like, us by ourselves is never going to be good enough to, to like, really love someone the way they're meant to be loved. That's only something that can come to us through the Spirit when we're bearing that fruit, you know what I mean? So I was just thinking about, um, Chris was on Romans, so I was just looking through Romans, and I just had this part in Romans 9 a little bit before where it is talking about, like, the the rock or the, the stone that causes people to stumble and the rock that makes them fall, you know? And so it's like there's going to be those things in our life that, like, might trip us up for a second and we'll get back up. But then there's going to be those real battles that we struggle with that are going to make us fall. They're going to be the rocks. And it's important to identify that rock because if we keep tripping over the same rock and falling over and over again, it's like how much are we really leaning on God? You know, how much are are we really trusting him? How much faith do we have? Because I know for me, like, I notice I fall a lot when I lean on my own strength, when I lean on my own will. But when I invite God into it, it's not so much I'm I'm falling. I may stumble every now and then, but stumbling's a lot easier to get catch your balance than when you full on fall. You know what I'm saying? Because then you gotta get all the way back up. So it's just for me, I gotta identify those rocks. Where am I falling, and why do I keep doing it? You know? Because I know every time I fall, it's a risk I'm taking. A risk of, am I gonna get back up and choose God, or am I gonna keep falling? Because sometimes those falls, bro, that's that's the fall into the flesh, when we, when we choose not to die to self and we choose to indulge in ourselves. when we choose choose to indulge in the sinful ways of the world, you know, those are the things that, like, are not only separating us from God, but, but they're affecting how useful we are to his kingdom. You know, we're called to be ambassadors of his kingdom, to advance his kingdom, because now we've, we've tapped in with this beauty, with his power, with his grace and peace, and it's like, how are we going to spread that to other people if we keep falling over the same rock? You know what I'm saying? But once that spirit is leading us, it gives us a path around the rock. It gives us a path where we don't even see the rock no more. It's not even in our head, you know what I'm saying? And it's all just about honoring and glorifying God. And that's something that I know I've personally been praying just like, for example, over Chris, you know, when when we talk about things we struggle with, you know, I just, I don't, I don't pray that he wouldn't struggle with them anymore, but I pray that he would be so full of the spirit that it wouldn't even be a desire no more that his only desire would be to truly grow in his relationship with Jesus that he would truly aim to to just be in constant connection and constant relation with Jesus so that those rocks are out of sight you know cuz if we keep the rocks in our forefront like right in front of us we constantly looking at them constantly thinking about them we're going to fall and who knows how many times we going to want to get back up with Jesus you know but if we're not trying to get ourselves up if we just stand up with Jesus we're going to be straight.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's fire. One thing I'm going to go into real quick. Um, so this is a reading out of Revelations. And uh, I send it over to Wally. And I'm going to kind of go through it a little bit slow and then just explain each part of it. And so the whole idea of it is, so the whole idea of Revelations is is John actually kind of is addressed by it's angels and he's seeing God and like, it's a whole thing. It's the end of the world basically is what revelations is about. And, um, there's a lot of, it's a lot of good stuff in there. Right. And even him talking about seeing God, like right in the beginning of revelations is like one of the coolest things I've read. Um, right. Where you really get to see like every time you see someone talk about God, it's just them trying to like, put into human words what they just like experienced it's like so much power and glory and holiness that it's like you can't even really use words to describe what you've seen so it's like they're just throwing all these words together what i'm going to read though is like you know the people who are being saved right and their entry into heaven and kind of what that looked like and it says then one of the elders addressed me saying who are these clothed in white robes and from where have they come I said to him, sir, you know, and he said to me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. And then after that, it talks about heaven. I'm going to read that next. But just that one part right there, the elder is wondering, like the way I picture it is like a complete dirty sinner coming up into heaven. It's like a person who should have never been up there he's like, what's, what are you doing up here, dude? Like, how'd you get in? How'd you get in the gates? Like, who let you in here? Right. And then the response, right. He says, you know, like, you know, John's like, nah, you know, you know exactly where they're coming from. And he doesn't say, he doesn't say, oh, he had a lot of faith and he did good down there and he was touched with the Holy Spirit. No, his answer is that they, they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Right. He's, he's going straight into the Right. How, how did he really get up here? It was because God died on a cross. That's that's how he got in here. And then he was able to wash his his robe in that blood. Right. You know, that sacrifice that happened and then he could make himself clean in that blood. That's that's how that's how any of us get up into heaven is that that's the salvation. Right. That's the grace that we receive is that. You know, I feel like every angel, every time one of us gets into heaven, he's like, where do these people keep coming from? Like, how do they keep getting in here, dude? Like, where's where's the guard at, right? Like, this is insane, you know, because none of us deserve it. The fact that one person could have ever made it into heaven is unlimited grace, right? God is so holy and so be honest and so are all of his angels, right? It takes so much holiness to be in there. But we're made completely perfect, actually. To get into heaven, you would have to be perfect. You couldn't be in heaven with sin, so we're made completely perfect in the blood of the lamb, right? We still live on earth. We don't have that perfection here. Obviously, we're we're fighting all kinds of demons down here, right? And that's so that's so cool. It's just that one verse, and then right below it, it talks about it. Start. He starts talking about heaven. He says, "Therefore, they are before the throne of God, and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more." The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat for the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's just like, it's just the coolest thing ever. And that's really too, right? It's talking about we serve God day and night. That's what we do in heaven, you know, and we'll be stupid happy to be doing it. And God becomes his protector, right? He starts to you know, he, he wraps us in his presence, you know, it's, it's like, you're just guarded from everything. No, nothing can get you anymore, right? The sovereign God is now what's on your side, you know, he wraps you, he protects you, right? There's no more tears, there's no more hunger, there's nothing. It's just glorifying and serving God, right? Like, we become completely one with his will. We fully become obedient, accepted, right? You know, it's, it's, uh, You know, you ask, like, what's, what's, why should I care to be saved, right? Because, you know, I had a guy tell me, right? Like, that's something someone told me. He was like, who, like, who cares that I'm saved, right? All it is is glorifying God in heaven, which instantly I know, like, he doesn't understand what the presence of God, like, really feels like, right? What that experience is to be one with your creator, you know? Because if you do, then you're like, like, that's the only reason, like, me and Wally, like, you know, the only reason, like, as terrible as it might sound, the only reason that we do it all is because we know, like, this world doesn't matter, that eventually I'll go into heaven. And that's that's where the true rewards come, right? This whole world became non-important because then, you know, everything that I do here is just to build up treasures in heaven. That's it, right? It makes my life down here, you know, not meaningless. The purpose is still serving God. Like the Lord's Prayer says, right, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you know, but my mindset changes on it. You know, I had a guy talk about, he said the importance of having heaven in the forefront of your mind where you are kind of consistently thinking about that is because it actually does, it changes how you spend your money. You don't care to have a Lamborghini. You don't care to have a big mansion and a yacht, right? Because you know that your true gifts aren't of this world, right? What you care more of is giving that money away, you know, helping people with that money. You know, you don't care so much about, you know, having all the women, maybe just having one woman that you truly love, right? You know, you, you care more for people. Your whole perspective, your whole mindset changes when, for one, you know what it means to be in the presence of God for eternity, to glorify his name, and then two, right, how to receive it, right, how to get it, you know, through
0: the faith. Fire. Dang, you just snapping, bro? I was I was locked in. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Nah, I like that, bro. Um, yeah, man, just we gotta realize like what we're putting value in isn't isn't always what God has for us, you know? Like like Chris was talking about, this world will perish, like everything in this world will be gone, and if what really matters is is heaven you know what I'm saying, if what really matters is his kingdom, what are we doing on a daily basis to advance the kingdom, you know, to give that gift away, that was so freely given to us, this beautiful gift of salvation, that is eternal life, you know what I'm saying, eternal life in heaven with the God who made us, with our true father, you know what I mean, like, think about it, there's just, there's a nonstop party, and every time someone accepts Jesus, they party even harder in heaven, you know, and that's such a cool idea, you know what I mean, because One day we're going to be up there. And I don't know. I mean, me and Chris talk about it all the time. Like, hopefully Jesus come back soon. And I don't know if that's in the selfish place of just saying, like, man, this world sucks. I can't wait to just go 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 to heaven. But, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) But really, that to live as Christ to die is gain. It's like, that's it. That's all right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, the gain, the reward in heaven is going to be so much greater than anything you can receive here, you know? All glory to God. All glory to God all the time everything bro and not to say we shouldn't appreciate anything here our life here doesn't matter you know like Chris was saying but it's just like there's a greater purpose than this world will give you you know we're not called to conform to the ways of this world we're not called to be like the influencers and the celebrities you know we're not called to be better than our neighbor we're called to love our neighbor and more importantly we're called to love God so that we can love those around us you know and Once we receive that spirit and truly walk in that light of love, you know That's when the faith comes and the faith The faith creates the love and the love continues the faith, you know, that's that's how I look at it You know when when i'm truly walking in faith when i'm aligned with the cross I love people better, you know, I love life better. I love This world better. I don't see it as the darkness that it is, you know I see it as an opportunity to advance god's kingdom and to bring the light, you know like he tells us in the book, you know, what I'm saying it's we're called to bring the light, we're called to be that that lamp on the hilltop, just burning so people can see it, you know, and it's gonna get tough at times, you know, because our body's gonna want something more than, you know, we're gonna want the physical more than the spiritual, because we can feel the physical, we can see it, we can touch it, we can taste it, but the spirit is something that we have to truly seek after, you know, and it's so crucial to to fully surrender to that and just to seek after it so that one day, you know, when we do get up to that gate, we're welcomed with open arms, you know. That gate's wide open. You don't have to try to sneak your way in there, you know. Like, God's not keeping score or nothing, you know what I'm saying. Like, he, he knows. He already knew what you were going to do and what you will do. But it's like, wouldn't it feel better to try to please him, you know? Wouldn't it feel better? Like, I know for me, like, any anytime I truly deny the flesh you know when I'm in the heat of the moment and I really want something but instead I choose the spirit the the satisfaction is is indescribably better you know because then I know that my heart is in the right place and I'm truly seeking after God instead of just seeking to make me feel better make make this world what you know I'm saying whatever the case may be whatever you're struggling with whatever that sin is for you that rock that we were talking about earlier it's like the true power is in the name of Jesus and that name of Jesus is the thing that's going to wash us clean, you know. That blood, like he was talking about, the blood of the lamb. Like, we are made completely new. You know, once we accept Jesus, we are new creations. We're we're now his son. But then once we get into heaven, it's so, it's like, think about the best way you've ever described heaven. Like, the best way anyone's ever told you about heaven. Like, the most fire explanation of what it is. Like, it's so much better than that. It's so much more than that. It's so much greater than that, you know, because... There's so many times in the Bible where it talks about the mystery that God is, you know. We're never going to understand or comprehend God or his ways, but we have to trust it and we have to have faith that he knows what he's doing, you know, and that he knows what we're going through is, is not the end. It's not the end point, you know. Like, he's just trying to get us to that point of surrender, you know, because when we see him, when we get to see his face, you know, it's going to be undescribable. There's so many so many examples in the Bible where, like, who was it that goes up to that mountain? Uh, Moses. Moses, you know, like, then he came back down and his face looked like like crazy or something. Are
1: you talking about when Moses goes and talks to God, or are you talking about when Abraham goes to kill his son?
0: No, when Moses goes talk to God. Yeah. His face looked crazy, right? Um, it says something like that.
1: It might, I'm not sure. I
0: don't know, but there's some time when Moses goes up on this mountain and he gets to, gets to talk to God and just, like, imagine that, you know, like sheesh it's just indescribable you know I can't even imagine getting to to meet my creator and talk to him and then be able to witness that to other people you know and that's what we've been talking about a lot at church is like we're called to be witnesses you know we witness of of the love that we've received you know we we tell other people about the way that God has changed our life you know because the proof's in the pudding bro like think about me and Chris bro we were just some basers you know just loving sin all-star sinners and then today it's like we've seen the, the transforming the the renewing that god has done in our life and it's like you would have to be blind not to see it bro what would we be doing right now at like 11 o'clock on friday if we hadn't received jesus you know it's twelve fifteen actually so it would get it would have got even worse by twelve 15 we've been getting wicked right now you know so it's like that's the stuff that that Brings power and the, brings the hope to people's life, you know, seeing the changes in you, you know, because a lot of people it's, it's going to take them being able to see something, you know, because the faith is hard to understand at the beginning. But if you just stick a, stick around long enough, you know, it won't just be like, a, I don't know, it'll it'll be 100 percent. Yeah. Like this is worth having faith in because I've seen the power, the, the way it's changed the people people in my life and and just their heart and the way they live and the way they live to serve, you know, and that's, that's our goal is just to truly spread that love so that someone else may hear this and whether you know us or not, like trust, trust it, bro. Trust what we're saying. Like, like God's power is insane, you know, just, just based off our two testimonies, you know what I'm saying? And not that they're some crazy amazing testimonies bro that look around even look up on youtube just testimonies you know what i'm saying and just start to get an idea of the transforming power of jesus and don't ever think you're counted out because of your sin you know he died in, he died while we were sinners and he'll love us while we're still sinners but he just pushes us to grow and get closer to him and to to spread that light yeah no and
1: that's that's one good point right like uh how it's talking about How I grow my faith is hearing, right? Hearing about it. So going and seeing people who have been saved, right? Me and Wally, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know our stories, right? Where we came from and everything like that, you know? All-star sinners for sure. And the only thing that's going to change that to where it actually stick and stay is a power like that. A holy power, right? If there hadn't been one, trust me, we wouldn't be, you know, like two years into this right now, you know, still just hoping that maybe it's true right it's like we know for a fact you know that that Jesus Christ definitely died on that cross saved us and has changed us today in the flesh here on this earth um you know on another thing on like hearing the the word of hearing the word of God there's a guy in my church and he texts me and I'm looking for it real quick we had a a person come to our bible study right and he was kind of just on the fence about you know whether or not to believe and um one time I shared about, you know, whenever I started this this walk of faith, right? It actually came from a, you know, he wasn't a he wasn't a believer or anything like that. He just was talking to me, and I felt this, I felt a conviction, like as weird as it might sound, literally like doing cocaine in a work truck, riding down the road, and I was with this dude. He never talks and he literally just started speaking like s- just spiritual things basically and i felt the conviction about what i had been doing um and so i shared that right like that literally kind of pushed me to at least try to make a difference just see if there's something else out there right and so he told me which i don't know if this is the same let me see hold on one sec I think it's a different Matt. Dude, there's too many people on this dang phone. Because, bro, I just was texting him. Look at that, bro. So many, so many Mats. That's one I was just on. That's not that one. Definitely this one then. Oh wait, yes, was the right one. Awesome, I can. Nope, different, Matt. All right, I can't (laughs) find it. (laughs) I literally was just sitting here reading through the messages. Yeah, dude, I went so deep into that message. All right, that's that's. That's Matt from the gym, I guess Not Matt I'm looking for But anyway, he texted me And he was like, this dude So as far as hearing of the word He was like, this dude basically, uh that has been coming to our church and has been on the fence. Like, he always comes in there and just questions everything in the Bible every time he comes in there. And he texted Matt and he told him, like, some random dude just came up to him and it was the most serious God moment he ever felt, right? The guy comes up to him and just starts talking about Jesus Christ. I don't even know what the guy said to him, right? But it was like the first time that, like, dude, we taught him so much about it and we can never pierce you know, pierce the heart, the heart that becomes so hard, and this one random guy comes up to him, has this conversation, right, and it completely changed his heart, you know, and so it's like, oh, you know, there's, this girl told me, she's like, I don't know where, where, I have no idea where they get these statistics from, but she's like, it takes seven, the person has to hear a gospel seven times before they become true believers, right, and so constantly talking about the word and hearing the word, right, so for one, right, your faith that you get when you maybe heard that gospel seven times that pushes you into the continuation of the faith, is is not the end all of your faith. The faith continues to grow, right? And as the faith grows, as my, my true beliefs grow, I become a closer person to Christ, right? I become closer to heaven, really, on this earth, right? I'm better off serving the purpose. I become more obedient, right? I wake up in the morning and I don't, no longer say, God, can you do this, this, and this today? I wake up and I say, God, tell me what you want to do, right? you know, tell me what you want me to do today, right, because that's what I want to do today, I want to serve you, and I want to obey you, right, and then the the faith part of it, right, will just continue to grow, right, where you become so obsessed with the salvation and this this holy gift that you're about to receive that, you know, the rest of, like, like we're talking, you know, the rest of everything doesn't matter anymore, and honestly, that that took some time to get to a point where I can really say, like, I don't care so much about things that this world has to offer me I care a lot more about and it's all the heart you know it's not like oh because I'm saving everything like that it's like God literally has changed my heart where it's like I see sick kids right you know when I see you know when I say sick kids I mean like starving kids and stuff like that in these third world countries and you know you got everything's going on Israel and all that stuff and you you don't just look at it as another thing like your heart truly is is moved by it in a way of like how can I help the situation right and sometimes it's like, you know, like I was talking a couple weeks ago, and I'll talk about it again, right? It's like adopting these kids. Um, you, There's these websites you can go on. If you look up, you, you don't literally adopt them. They call it like an adoption. But it's like you send them 40 bucks a month and $40 a month, get some food and hygiene and all this stuff, right? And it's like you're more apt to want to give your money away rather than just hoard it, keep it. You don't want the yacht. You don't want the Bugatti. Who cares? I'm going to have... 100 bugattis in heaven Why do I want a bugatti down here? I don't care about it no more, you know And then truly believing that right Because the reason I wouldn't ever do that stuff is if I was one foot in one foot out like Well, maybe I will get that in heaven, but just in case let me get one down here You know, but when I truly believe like that the promise that that god made the covenant that he's made with all of humanity That if we believe in his son That I will get these treasures in heaven that I will will have this holy time, right? when I truly believe that That's when I really start moving in that direction of like, who cares about what I got down here? You know, when I really, truly believe I am a saved person, you know, being saved. Right. It changes my life. Not only, you know, my my life that will continue on in heaven, but it changes my life down here. Right. It really does. Your purpose becomes fulfilled and all that stuff. Right. The salvation thing, the true belief of it, you know, I think it can be hard for people to wrap their heads around. Right. When it comes down to grace and all that stuff because it's like you know it's human ego that we kind of want to work our way into heaven right that then i can when i get to heaven i can say well god i did all this stuff down there so you know you're gonna let me in right like which is not the case right it's not dependent on you at all it's a hundred percent dependent on what happened two thousand years ago right that's that's the only that's the only way in you know which yeah you want to wrap it up you got anything
0: else i'm tired you got anything else yeah, no, I was fire. Appreciate it for holding it down, Chris. <laughs> you was snapping today. It's yes, a shout out, Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. But um, yeah, just grateful for you guys that listened, and I'll just encourage you if this was your first episode, definitely go back and listen to a few more, you know, and um, just start seeking that foundation. You know, you're now hearing the word, and you don't want to be like the foolish man who turns turns away from the word and builds his house on the sand, because like we talked about. Oh, frozen computer. Like we talked about before, the firm foundation comes from the man that builds his, his house on the rock, you know, and that rock is our faith. Our faith is is found in Jesus and it's found in his word and it's found from hearing his word and speaking on his word. So I'll just encourage you guys to just to just get in the word, to listen to some other people that know Jesus, you know, and just start to seek that relationship. But we're going to pray out real quick and um, I yeah, just hope you feel that love. So, dear God, we just thank you so much for this time, God. We just come to you from a place of gratitude. We thank the Holy Spirit for guiding us in this conversation, God. And we pray that the Holy Spirit just flows into the heart of the people that are listening, God. Lord, even if it's just one person, God, I pray that one person gets an overwhelming feeling of your love and your presence, God. I pray that your peace surrounds them, that your hedge of protection surrounds them, and that they know they have angels with them at all times, protecting them and guiding them, and that the Holy Spirit is accessible. The Holy Spirit is their friend and wants to be with them and wants to love them, and that no matter what they do, God, I pray they know that you are right there, that no matter how far they try to run, you will be right there with them, God, and all you want is for them to just turn to you. So I pray that if, if they feel that God is knocking at their door, Lord, I pray that if, if they feel that presence, God, they would just accept it. They would open their arms and Open their mind and their heart, God, to you and your love. Lord, we just love you and we praise you. I just thank you, Lord. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Man, we just want to shout out everyone that has tuned into the podcast, that has gave us feedback, showed us love. Man, we just hope that you would continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost, that feels that they may not know God. Our goal here is just to bring people closer to God and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose.